Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your book. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, Vice President of the Author Incubator, Jen McRobbie. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio. It's October 27th, and if you've joined us before, you know that our goal here is to speak to accomplished authors who've gone from having an idea for a book to a finished book. So today's show, we have a very special author for you. She's actually written three books with us and probably has more on the way. So you're getting a chance to hear from one of our more prolific authors, which is always a treat. Jean Andrus is the menopause guru, and she wrote, I Just Want to Be Me Again in 2015, followed by Lighten Up in March 2016, and then Chill Out in August 2016. So I'm very excited to introduce you to Jean and to hear for myself how she was able to accomplish so much in just one year's time. So welcome, Jean. Hey, Jen. Thanks for having me. Oh, so happy to have you here. And I I want to reiterate for everyone before we get started that Jean is the menopause guru. So if you are approaching menopause, you're in perimenopause, or already in menopause, you're probably going to want to stay tuned in here because I'm sure she's going to have some amazing things to share with us um, on how to handle our changing bodies. (laughs) So, Jean, let's talk about your first – what's that? I said it's a big change. Oh, boy. Tell me about it. Uh, Let's talk about your first book first, Um, I Just Want to Be Me Again. Can you tell the listeners sort of what the book is about and who it's for? I Just Want to Be Me Again is the talk that you never had with anybody who's ever going to have given you the information you needed For women my age, we were all dragged into a classroom when we were kids and told what was about to happen to us when our period started. But there's no way to get women into a classroom and tell them what's going to happen when it stops. So that's why I wrote this book. Oh, so I just want to be me again is the the classroom portion of becoming a grown woman. (laughs) It's the primer about what's what's going to happen with perimenopause and menopause. I love that, and and so necessary. How did you come up with the idea to write this this primer book? Well, I actually had this humongous book in my head that had probably oh nine hundred a thousand pages and just everything in the world about menopause. And as I was working with my editor, Grace Farina, she just she told me, you know, you've got to trim it down to something that people can read and use. And mm. I had spent so much time talking with women and telling them the stuff that nobody ever told them that hmm. that's why I wanted to write this particular book. That makes a lot of sense. And it makes sense for that to be the first book, too, 
because it's an mm-hmm. introduction to you and your topic. Right. Right. Gotcha. And and I must before we move on, lighten up and chill out. Are those also about like menopause topics, or are they about other things? Yeah, lighten up is about weight loss in menopause, which is a very different animal than before you your hormones started changing. And it's about all the things that go into weight loss, not only just from a from a diet and exercise standpoint, but what you have to the way you have to approach being on a diet and sticking to it and why you're on a diet and what I call the inner game as well as the outer game of weight loss. Mm. And then chill out was, I wrote just about hot flashes. So it's, A whole book it's, on hot flashes. A whole book on hot flashes. <laughs> because it's so, it's such an annoying symptom of menopause. It drags you out of who you are. And the, the funny thing is that I've never found anyone whose hot flashes weren't a message to them about something that's going on in their life. And, wow. But they're so annoyed by them that it's hard for us to hear that message of our bodies when we're, like, sweating and not sleeping. <laughs> so it's about how to not sweat, not sleep, or, or sweat, not sweat, and to sleep. And then how to listen to your body as it as it's trying to tell you something about the rest of your life. So these principles sound really interesting to me, Jean, because it sounds like this idea about listening to your body and what's happening as it changes is the same sort of thing that you need to do as an author when listening for your topic. So yeah. did you sort of... Did you tap into any of that knowledge when you were writing? You know, Jen, I'm I'm writing the fourth book now, which is Think Again about brain fog, and it's it's very true. I have to get back down into what my body's trying to tell me, what the messages of my body are around that topic for my readers. So, uh. yeah. It, it's really important. Um, I'm also a Reiki practitioner, so I use that a lot to tap into the energy of what wants, what I'm trying to get out to the world. Oh, wow. So do you have, um, since you're, especially since you're in the process of writing a book right now, do you have you know, something that you always do before you write or some way that you prepare your mind and your body to sit down and write? I have a really, really cool set of a deck of slides. It's a PowerPoint, basically, uh-huh. that I I have I put take pictures I really love, and I put affirmations on them, and I have some alpha wave music that goes behind it. So I do that for about five minutes, and then the alpha wave music plays for about the next hour while I write, which oh. is really cool. So I That's use bioral, fascinating. Yeah, I use bioral beats under a it's a a set of music that I found online from this guy and they're really they're really non non invasive. They they kind of just sit there but they they get me right into the zone and since I 
target in on the people, the person I want to be reading my book, the person I know needs the help about this topic. Right. It allows me to just get right into that zone and, and be focused on what I need to tell her. Well, that's amazing. So it sort of helps you, you know, it sort of st- stays in your subconscious so that you can then spend, you know, your more important energy focusing on your ideal reader. Yes. Exactly. Wow. And, and of course, the information so that I can get the right information to her. Oh, right, so you can access what all of the, the tome of knowledge you have in your head about this topic. <laughs> or on the Internet. <laughs> or in the Internet, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, so th- that kind of explains you know, your topic and how you came to it. But was it, even though this is a topic that you encounter every day and that you have experienced yourself, when you sit down to write, do you sometimes find it hard to focus or does this alpha wave music really help you stay sort of in the groove? Mostly it helps me stay in the groove. I I admit to sometimes when either I've been challenged by not feeling like I had the right words or Mm. uh, just wanting to go outside and play or whatever it is. And so, yeah, there have been times when it's challenging. This usually draws me back in, but Angela also, as a publisher, has created a, a beautiful framework for us to work inside of to do our, our work. Right. And helps us jump back into it or alternatively to say, okay, this is not the time and this is a, how I can better use that time. Oh, so, see, let's let's talk about that because I think a lot of authors, uh, first-time authors in particular, make the mistake of thinking that they have to sit down and like white-knuckle their way through an entire book. And oh, what I'm hearing yeah. <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is that there are times when it's a good idea to walk away. Exactly. And one of the things that I don't know, somebody um Angela does calls with her authors, so we get a chance to talk with her and ask her questions every week. And one mm-hmm. week when I was early on, somebody asked the question and said, you know, I get I get started and then I notice that, that my room is a mess or something and I want to go clean it, and then but I feel like I have to get so many words done. And she says, well, you know, you have to just sort of take, a, take, a, take your temperature or your writer temperature and say, how close are you to being in the zone? And if you're not in the zone, maybe it is better for you to walk away and clean your room and so that's, that's out of your mind while you – when you sit down the next time. And that permission is wonderful because it allows you to um, know that you have that option at any given time. And and a lot of times that allows your brain to say, oh, yeah, I could if I wanted to, but I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, I think permission, <laughs> that's the, the key word there. And I, I love that there you can give yourself the opportunity to follow the shiny object that might be distracting you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
There's nothing wrong with sometimes seeing something shiny and going and following it. I mean, take it from Jean. She's working on book number four, people. So um, clearly she's been able to, <laughs> to get plenty of shiny object time and writing time in there. But speaking yeah. of that, is that how you were able to basically write three whole books in a year? I mean, that seems uh, crazy. <laughs> so, it does seem crazy. So how were you able to focus? I think partly because at least these first few topics that I've had have been have felt so important to get out into the world, to get the information out to people. Um, there's a tremendous amount of service in being able to say to people, "This is what you. This is how you can capture your recapture." the person you were, the person that you felt comfortable with and move her forward into your own life now and go forward into life. And things like brain fog and weight gain and just mm. not knowing what's happening is is really taking a lot of people out of their own lives. And it for me, that was so traumatic that mm-hmm. I feel a real call to helping other people not be there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that that makes sense. And and so in some ways, um, yes, these books are for your ideal reader, but they, I guess, they serve you also, and that desire yeah. to serve. Exactly. You know, and so I guess writing these books is feeding your soul. <laughs> Exactly. It's, you know, as a coach, I have a limited number of people I can work with at any given time. But through my books, I can get that information out to a lot more people and draw the people who really feel called to go an extra, I don't know, an extra level, an extra mile, whatever Mm -hmm. with this information, and they can come and work with me. So it's, it's, works both ways. That's such a good point about this this style of book too that you know you are effectively putting everything out there. You know, you're putting your information out there. But that doesn't mean that people aren't going to have a deeper experience um when they hire you. You're not just regurgitating your books, I'm assuming, to your coaching clients, no. right? No, <laughs> right. that's one of the that's one of the awesome things about coaching is that we can take it wherever somebody needs to go. So I can, yeah, I can give you a whole lot of information. But I've done that in the books, and a lot of people come to me after reading the books and say, well, how, how can we go deeper? And that's when uh, looking at some of, the, some of the questions of their deepest hearts and souls takes them forward and allows them to, you know, maybe feel great about themselves in a way that they've never felt before. That just sounds amazing that, you know, the difference between, say, you know, the book on the shelf or the book in, in on Amazon and working with you, it means that you have now the ability, now that you have these books, to help people at every phase of this part of their journey. Right, and this journey is so important. Right. One of the things I haven't kind of said is that 
for me, this is like we change, and I explain this in the in the books in different ways, but we actually change the way we relate to the world through a physiological change. It really changes the way we relate to the world so that moving forward we can be something that we never were before. And it's it's a gift. And I love opening people up to that gift. Oh, that, that's that's just so wonderful, Jean. I I love speaking to people that have really found their calling because your excitement and your desire to serve really comes through and it's just really nice to be into that in that space. And I love that a book or several books have helped you get there. <laughs> I know. I love my books. <laughs> and I I really love this process. I'll, obviously, since I'm doing this for the fourth time, this whole process is is just this opportunity to go deeper in one subject or uh, one part of this and help people, you know, not just for me, but for everybody else who's experiencing it. Well, and that actually raises a really good question about being a repeat author with with the author incubator you know presumably by now you know the process right right so why would you come back for more if you've done it once before do you feel like you could do this on your own no honestly oh. <laughs> i can't um honestly i couldn't um first of all i work really really well with deadlines so having somebody hand me a schedule and say, boom, you have to have this done on this day, um, and I'm scared because I have a deadline on Monday that I'm just not oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but to have those deadlines in place and know I have to hit certain targets at certain times, that's a real good structure for me. Um, mm. So, yeah, that's part of it, but... The second part of that is that you can sit, and I hope hope I'm not, like, making a mess out of things, but you can write real crap no. if, you, if you're just oh. sitting there in your own little, little world. Right. And so having somebody say, you know, you've gotten off track here. You're not talking to the person you want to talk to. You're just doing... Uh, Okay, I'm going to use another one, mental masturbation here. And you're just, you know, you're just doing whatever you do want to do, and this is this may make, be making you feel good, but it's not doing anything for your readers. So having that developmental editor from start to finish saying, this is why you have to have to stay on track, and this is where you're, you got off track is fabulous. And it means that the writing process is so much faster and I don't have to worry about going out and finding somebody who is an ideal reader to read it and, and then hope they'll give me honest feedback because I trust Angela and her editors to give me 100% honest feedback. Right. And well, and because they have an interest in you writing the best book possible. Correct. And, so they help you with that. And you know, I can I can I have a writers group here in in on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain where I live 
And these people are fabulous, and I love going and I love taking some of my work and I take my fiction there and read it to them. But I can count on about half of them telling me how wonderful I am, whether I write C. Dick Run, C. Jane Run, Spot <laughs> Run, or whether I write War and Peace. So, um. you know, they're not going to... They're going to think it's wonderful anyway because I actually sat down and did did what I said I was going to do. Whereas if I turn in C-Spot Run to Angela, she's going to say, what are you doing here? This isn't, this isn't <laughs> your best work. So she's really got my interest at heart and as well as the interest of the book and my readers at heart. I'm so glad to hear that you've had that experience. I'm not surprised to hear it because I had the same experience when I went through the program, but but I love knowing that it is worthwhile to come back for more. It is. You know what I mean? I mean, you have to <laughs> and, have something more to say, but... Right, and, because, I mean, let's be honest, we all, anyone who's listening to this is probably interested in being a writer or um, in being an author or is currently an author. And then, so we all know what we need to do, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, but, you know what it is. You, you sit down, you put your word count down for the week or the, or the day <laughs> and you do it and you hammer it out and you, you try, but then what do you do with it? You've got, you know, right. 30 or 60 or 90,000 words and is it any good? Well, this process is about knowing who you're talking to, about knowing what you're going to say, about limiting what you're going to say to something that can be said effectively in in an, a limited amount of time and space, and doing that and making sure it comes out so it's not only coherent but effective do you find um that your ego do you ever find that your ego gets in the way my ego getting in the way are you kidding me (laughs) (laughs) I'm, (laughs) i'm not implying you have a giant ego jean but i'm just thinking that from from the way you've explained it i and i agree you know, having someone be able to give you objective advice on your writing is really key. But isn't it hard sometimes to pour your heart out and have someone say, this isn't right? I've been really, really lucky um, in in my editorial process in that um, I, I am a pretty good writer. So mm-hmm. what comes out is fairly coherent to start with. But I think they, I think the process helps you to hone in on one or two things so that as you start writing, I, I don't know how your experience was, Jen, but mine has been fairly um, tight in that I get feedback so frequently that it just starts to approximate better. Um, ah. And yet... I guess it I guess if you have trouble in your first couple of assignments you could really feel that but isn't it much better to adjust and make that 
something good so that when it goes out, you get you get to the people you want to talk to. I think it is. But, I think you're right. And, and I think that's something that before I actually published a book, I didn't realize was important, you know, to swallow a little bit of my own ego and my own pride and let some experts help me. Yeah. Yeah, and and one of the things for me is that if I don't if I don't watch it, I get really um academic in my writing. So, uh-huh. it's been really it's been really nice to have editorial staff all all the way along so I can sort of write as if I were talking versus as if I were writing my college my doctoral thesis. Right. <laughs> I'm assuming so women with brain fog don't want to read a doctoral thesis. <laughs> and I don't really want to write one either. Right. So, but I've been able to write it conversationally and then have a really good editor come along and uh, correct my gr- grammatical errors so it's readable without being without getting to the turning to the dry side, which is mm. really really and that's been that's been superb for me because it's it's kept my work in that line where it's readable and conversational without me having to s- struggle to get it there well so and that makes really sense because your topic does have a a scientific part to it so yeah, we're not just I, talking about the emotional response but there's there's a physical response right yeah, and I have what I call my inner science geek, and and she gets to write a couple of chapters <laughs> in every book, <laughs> where I go out and I've I've really done the research and looked at the looked at the hormone interactions and all of that kind of stuff, and I get to put all that stuff down because you need to know that it's what right. lets you kind of get comfortable with the, with yourself and saying this is normal. So I I have this science geek, but if I let her go too much, people just get really tired of her. (laughs) No, say it isn't so. (laughs) So so that's my other editorial thing is to ask my editors to say, okay, you just got way too too deep. Go back and rewrite this and make it a little (laughs) less... Yeah, take this up a few notches, please, Jean. Or down, I guess, down a few notches. Yeah, no, no, no chemical formulas here. <laughs> so we're cl- coming to a close here, but I ask most of our guest authors this question, and I'm going to ask it of you, um, especially because you've written so many books, and we have many listeners who are just trying to write a book but haven't been able to finish it. So do you have any advice for these people that are struggling to finish their book? Well, other than contacting Angela and author incubator <laughs> doing it that way, which I highly recommend, but put yourself on a schedule. Mm. Put yourself on a First of all, do an outline of your book. Know what you want to put in it. And don't let yourself go and put five more chapters in it. And uh, But put yourself on a schedule and say, I'm going to get 
chapters one, chapter one done this week, and chapter three done next week. Don't I don't write it my book necessarily in order, um, and I don't think you have to, but know what you're planning to do each week and do it. Ah, uh, see, just do it by Jean Andres yeah. and Nike. <laughs> so that, that's pretty solid advice there for everyone. Just go out and do it. Jean, thank you so much for joining me here today on Book Journeys Radio. Thank you for having me, Jen. This has been fun. It has been a lot of fun, and it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. So if everyone can tune in next week, we'll speak to another amazing author about their journey and how they were able to go from idea. We probably won't talk to them about idea to four books like Jean, but we will do (laughs) idea to book and how you can do the same. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.